You're listening to the Power Platform People podcast on the CRM Audio Network with the bearded CRM guy Ian Connolly and the Mark Christie. The guys will take you on a journey of the Power Platform community. Here we go. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast with your favorite app and check out crm.audio for information on all the other shows on the network. So with us today, we have Flo Joe. How are we doing, Joe? I'm good. How are you? We are not too bad. We believe that we are bursting your uh, podcast cherry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, first time. First time for everything. Hopefully it's not brute force and you enjoy it. <laughs> I am here of my own free will. <laughs> Excellent. Do we need to get one of those waivers signed before it goes out? <laughs> um, I, I mean, you can use this as a as a waiver for me to be here. <laughs> Excellent. So it is one of your first podcasts because you are relatively new within the whole power apps, power people, power platform, whatever community we're we're calling it this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, as of April this year. So was April the first time you've been involved in any of the community or have you been kind of looking from afar? Um, I mean, like I, I knew of uh, the community, but I didn't actually interact with anyone or touch any of the actual software. Um, I didn't really know what Power Platform was or what it contained. Uh so, so what were yeah. you doing five months ago then? Because that's how long that is then if it's April. Um, I was, I'm well, I'm an automation engineer, so I was coding, basically. Selenium, <laughs> um, that type of stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I, I use uh, Puppeteer as well, um, uh, a breadth of different languages, and yeah, that's my main skill set. So was it a specific app that you're doing test automation for, or was it just anything that was put across your desk? Um, no, I work for a, a security company. Um, it's under a NDA, so I can't really speak much <laughs> about it. But um, we uh, produce this amazing piece of software that I write. And uh, I basically wrote an automation framework, and uh, we have that run on a uh, continuous integration system, a CI system. Every night it runs through hundreds and hundreds of tests and we can check to see if our developers have destroyed anything in the process of committing their code. Proper automation testing then is where the, is the, uh, the kind of Valhara of where everybody wants to be for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's really strange because there's like uh, this whole developer set and then there's this whole um, like manual QA set, but neither really want to touch Eva's uh, like side basically so I'm slap bang in the middle of them I know how to develop because that's what I started as and I also know how to test and um yeah they, they call me the day walker <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good place to be actually we've got where I'm just now there's like an automation test that came in that's same as yourself I suppose that we didn't know dynamics and he's been building stuff out in easy repo of our test scripts and yeah it's take a bit of time to take one of the test scripts hundred odd 20 or a couple of hundred steps sure to put it together but then when you run it it's 15 minutes and the test complete whereas it would take somebody a day exactly and you can run it repeatedly so yeah, it just awesome. saves it's it's a big investment to begin with but eventually you know it pays itself off that's just exactly yeah, what that... i was going to say it's the it's front loaded isn't it you have to pay 
at the start of it to see the returns and then you just realise how quickly you're like every night you're running tests to find out if anything's broke before anybody wakes up in the morning. Exactly, yeah. I mean like if you if like if you have a small um, website and you want to run a load of tests on it, you can run the tests in parallel as well. So you could actually um, have hundreds of tests run within a minute, for example, depending on your resources, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. So going from there, you then moved into the Dynamics sort of marketplace almost. You've seen that five months ago you came in to the community, uh, one of us. Yeah, well, I'm actually not working in it. Um, I'm, I'm still doing my automation stuff. But I do all of this really for fun at the moment. I'm, I'm, and, <laughs> and, and, a, and a career change um, because like, I really enjoy automation, but uh, I've been doing it for a very long time now, um, 10 years now. So I'm looking for something new. And Microsoft Flow really is an, an automation aspect that I could just pick up and run with, which was uh, really awesome. So do you find it on your go? Do you find it a little bit different now going from obviously you're kind of doing test automation scripts to like functionality automation really? Um, yes and no. So yeah, there's obviously difference. I'm not like asserting that something has gone correctly, but the same mindset I think is that you have to approach it of what can this computer basically do that I don't want to do? Um, like I don't, I hate manual testing. I started as a manual tester. I did it for a long time and I found it repetitive and boring. Um, and I salute anyone in the manual testing industry because they are, they are key players and key people that are definitely needed in the uh, software development system. However, I just wanted to get a computer to do it for me because <laughs> Um, and that's how I became an automation developer, really, because I'd done development and then I'd went into testing to like just change it up a bit. And I thought, oh, you know, um, there must be a way of getting the computer to do all these uh, repetitive tasks. And then obviously that's kind of what Flow does. It connects everything and it can uh, notify you of any uh, repetitive tasks, anything like that. Like I've created a flow that um, sends me a message at 12 o'clock every day because that's what my lunch is. And it tells me how cold it is outside. So I know if I need to grab my coat or not because I'm sat in an air conditioned room all day. It's the same temperature all the time. So I know if I need to just take my coat with me rather than having to go out, check to see what the temperature is like, etc. I think that's totally embracing the concept of how what flow is, isn't it? Like the way that Microsoft first push flow was, if you're doing it twice, you should automate it. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. exactly what you're doing there. It's rather than looking out the window, you've got something to tell you, so you just know. Because obviously, being Scottish for us, we look out the window and it looks like it's nice, and you go outside and it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like we're we're all in the UK. It's it's pretty much the same down here. It's really hot when it's I go not, in. It's not pretty well, much well, the same. Well, well, well. I mean, it's probably a bit more wet and cold and grey up there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I go in and it's really hot, and I go out at lunch and I'm freezing. I just, yeah. I, I, it just changes so much. But yeah, that's the so good old one, UK. So one of the cool things I was doing at the start of this week was a, a little conference um, over two days, and I was actually doing um, how to save time and increase productivity in your working day. And it was pretty much use this flow, use that flow, do this and do that. So it's quite a 
a cool, there's so many different things. So I was using, uh, have you seen the flick buttons you get? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got some. So I was using a flick. So if you press the flick once, it would create a 15-minute calendar appointment. So somebody comes to your desk, you click your flick, it puts a 15-minute appointment to say, I'm away speaking to somebody. If you double-click, it tells you, as I always am, that Mark is running late for his team's meeting. <laughs> and the, the long press, I can't even remember what it was doing. But it was, do you know what? I mean, I'm very, very gimmicky in one for visual stimulations. Yeah. And just seeing them, as showing them the button and thinking, so rather than having this as a physical button, if you have a team site, you can have a team site with a page on flow that you can just click whichever flow button you want. And as long as you've written it correctly, then it's so much time you're going to save. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the beauty of Flow is you can get as complex or um, uh, or you don't actually have to get any, like there's no complexity to just having a simple like uh, manual trigger to do something, but you can get as complex as you want. Like um, I I did a blog post about the HTTP uh, request trigger. Um, So you can send a request to Flow um, and pass some data in, and then it does all this, like, technical stuff. That If you're a developer and you want to, like, actually analyze and actually process, then you can get Flow to do it all for you rather than having to, like, ship it off yourself or write something more technical, Um, especially if you're in the Microsoft framework and, like, you want to pass that information up to Dynamics or use it in a Power App, et cetera. It's it's just an amazing piece of uh, connectivity software, really. Um, it's that's massive, what, over two hundred plus co- out the box connectors. Never mind yes. the other ones you want to build as custom connectors. And I'm speaking to like Matt from Data. He can he's quite probably like yourself, decent dev and all the rest of it. So you can fling a connector together in 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, well, um, there was the recent. Um, uh, I just basically uh, did a whole thing on a recent conference um, that uh, took people through how to build a custom connector, basically. And um, I did it within the 30 minutes, um, did it slow so that people could uh, follow follow it. And I connected to a third-party API, um, which was Companies House, which is, if, if people don't know, it's basically the government website that has all information on the companies in the UK. You could then scrape any data from that website by simply putting Microsoft, for example, in, and you could pass in also um, like a location like Cambridge. So in Cambridge, there is a, the Microsoft Research Department um, on 21 Station Road. And what I did was I basically scraped all the information and just dumped it into a nice little HTML table. And we had all of the information there that we could then pass to our Dynamics um, uh, counterpart and populate all of the information on there if they were uh, someone you was actually working with, for example. That's pretty awesome. So do, does that mean the next time you're going to do one of these conferences, if I tell you what connector I want to build? <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I've given you the tools for you to do it yourself now, really. So, oh, burn! Back <laughs> in your face, there, Mark. Sorry, my <laughs> face as well, right? Crap! <laughs> I was actually oh, no, using the uh, the get ht the http request P request today to run some fetch XML to query data. Yeah, setting criteria and stuff, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool." 
Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Much better than the geofenced I've left work text that I send Jen. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I do like the geofencing. It's just, um, it's, it's a bit flaky at the moment, but it is in preview. It's but I really, It's just fun. I really I'm, love the whole concept of geofencing. Actually walking into somewhere and getting something or walking out of somewhere and texting your other half is just uh, yeah, I, amazing. I messed yeah. up though, because I put the geofence really small. <laughs> so anytime I left the office, I was texting sent, so I had to make it much bigger. <laughs> like, sure. ah, that was my first mistake. Don't be so accurate. Um, I I heard I heard that a guy um, had set it up so whenever he uh, went into the local supermarket, it would automatically ping um, his wife. Do you want yeah. anything? So then he could just then. That's yeah. where I took the information. I'm sure it was Joel that had that. Joel oh, yeah. From it. yeah. So yeah. he had that set up. He had that that going anytime he passed the supermarket. He said, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to do that for when I leave work because I normally phone another half when I'm heading home. Just I'll send her a text. But yeah, he's up to it every time I went out for like a coffee, lunch, a walk. I'm just grassing myself in here. <laughs> yeah. Ian has done no work at all today. <laughs> Pretty much. He's got flows so, to do it all. <laughs> so with the, the sort of the flow and the automation, are you looking at any ways to try and automate testing through flow? Um yeah, so I I've looked at like um Basically, due to our like whole CI, CI system uh, set up at work, what I've done is whenever there's like a failure, because we use um, we we don't really use the Microsoft uh, CI stack, we use Jenkins. Um, the only way that we get notified is if we are on Slack, we basically send like a message and says like, "Oh, something's fouled. Click here to look at." Um, so what I've done is I've now like sent. Uh, the test results via uh, via the HTTP request to flow, um, and then it can go through like an automated like uh, request system, like to see if oh yeah it's just us or oh no there's um, a bug being uh, there's an actual bug in the system. So um, I've been trying to like build some kind of uh, structure and do some research around that basically. Um, but I would love to uh, build my own automation framework for uh, the Power Platform. That's so kind of my goal. You kind of went back a little bit on yourself there. You were saying that you do it just for fun and you don't do it within your work. Uh, well, no, you I'm not actually... Kind of, I know, I appreciate it's not part of your job. Though, <laughs> you <laughs> sure. are bringing it into work. That's exactly uh, you Yeah, doing. I mean, <laughs> whatever you're excited about, you're going to bring to work, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, um, it's a good thing. I'm just just commenting on it more than anything else as an observation. It's something that you started playing about with just as something else, and you can sure. see how that's changing your work. Yeah, exactly. Already. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. How have how have your work taken to <laughs> using Flow? Because I know a lot of places governance is a huge thing. Is it something that they've been quite strict with, or they're like, ah, no, Joe, on you go. Just not um, I have kind of freedom at work to really do and use what I want um, as long as it's like uh, sensible I guess <laughs> um, so like I, I really use this for my myself and um, I've just got a new uh, team member um, that I've been training up at the moment and I'm going to introduce him to this next week as well um, so that I can uh, like kind of hand over <laughs> hand over the reins to him so that if there's any issues he will be able to just jump straight on it etc it's another set um, of eyes on it as well a different way of doing exactly. the same thing potentially because that's another one of the benefit I see with flow is 
the way I'll do something will be totally different from how you'll do it. Sure. I think that um, my work's kind of worried, really, because they heard that I was doing the uh, Flow conference, um, and they, they was like, oh, really? Like, how many people are going to be there? And I was like, oh, there's 29,000. They were like, what? <laughs> what? You're not you're not going to get headhunted, are you? Like you're not going to leave us, are you? I was like, uh, <laughs> um, well, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't say yes or no to that at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, what's what's that conference with John the first um, event that you've done publicly? First ever event I've done. Yeah, it's not a bad kind of merit. There is it twenty nine thousand people streaming live across the world on YouTube. I think um, as, just before looking uh, looking at this, just before this started, there was like thirty three thousand people had viewed it, which is wow. kind, kind of scary but amazing Man, at the same time. Really, isn't it? That's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. It, it did it did wonders for my uh, my Twitter followers. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought you were say your bowel movement the day before. <laughs> well, it, it did the day before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know what? I, I mean, I talk all, well, I was just say all the time, I talk quite often and I still get nervous before it. I don't think that ever goes away. Sure, yeah. I mean, you just learn uh, coping mechanisms, really, don't you? Yeah, so. it's flipping the, it's the <laughs> same emotion. Nervousness is the same emotion, just your brain interpreting it differently from excitement. Exactly. You yeah. to retrain your brain, apparently. Yeah, 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 I've heard that plenty of times. That's very true. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference how many times you think. No, 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 still, I'm still sitting there going, oh, my God. <laughs> That's before. <laughs> so was it totally live or was it pre-recorded? Uh, no, it was um, It was pre-recorded. Um, right. There was 18 people doing half an hour slots, and then there was John basically introducing everyone. So it, it was kind of, like, super complicated to get it all um to get it all like linked up so uh he decided to pre-record it which was um i think the right decision yeah but we, we was we was in the live chat like so we could actually interact with people um, it's probably better no, think... that way actually if you pre-record the content you don't have any technical issues and then if you're in a live chat it's not taken away from your presentation and you'll be able to give tentative feedback at the time especially for online i definitely think like um that's that's the case obviously when you're presenting live um you, you uh, loads of people always run into technical issues so you just yeah. can't really get away from that unless you have a video plan which will probably bore people but um if you're if you're online and everyone's sitting in the comfort of their own home i think uh a pre-recorded conference and actually interacting with the people that are talking is pretty awesome yeah i think so i'm when is it about three weeks time that i'm doing one the 24 hours player platform Yep. event I, i'm doing a, an hour there that should be quite interesting i don't know if it's live or not yet so yes I'll, I'll, i'm taking joe's uh we'll just pre-record it and sit in the chat that's the, the way forward yeah I yeah um i mean you could even get flow to uh, automate the responses just <laughs> analyze the oh, text <laughs> just just hook them all up to the Cognitive services, yeah, the cognitive that, services. or your your media streamer, your deck, and just hit the buttons. Like <laughs> yeah. a really bad commercial, like we're dropping in grenades and <laughs> fire and sirens, but just trigger some response. Yeah. Um, so, so what I did with the uh, conference is I, um, I basically didn't want anyone to worry about writing any <laughs> any notes because that's like the way that 
I learn. I, I, I really struggle to take notes um, and uh, concentrate at the same time and uh, get everything out of a conference, basically. So what I did was I uh, pre-wrote um, all of the notes up, um, did further explanations of all the screens, etc., um, and then just put that on Twitter so that anyone could have access to it so they didn't actually have to. So that's only on Twitter. It's not on like the YouTube stream. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. I put it in the com- uh, the comments, but like um, yeah. primary my my primary thing of communication is Twitter at the moment, which is really funny because I have an account from 2017 that I hadn't actually used ever. Um, I had zero followers as of April uh, this year, um, and then I was uh, at a at a conference. Um, well, it was a conference after party. I didn't actually go to the conference in, in the Netherlands, um, which uh, where I met uh, John Levesque the first time. And uh, Lucy Muscat and Lee Baker basically was like, how would you not use Twitter? You should be following us. And I was like, oh, I, I don't really know what Twitter is. Like, I don't really understand it at all. Um, I was just like, I don't get why you would want to put stuff online. <laughs> like, um, it's like a short character space. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I want to put something, I want to put like a, a massive word essay or something. Why do I want 120, 240 characters or whatever? Um, so that's how it kind of started, really. They just grabbed my phone, found my Twitter account, and started following me and told me I've got to follow them back. <laughs> so, so what conference was that? Was that the summit? Uh, that was the, um, I think it was the Power Platform um, World, World, Tour. World Tour or Summit or oh. something. I'm not entirely sure because I just basically w- went to meet a load of people. Um, I just wanted to like uh, basically get introduced to people because like this was like when I was first thinking, oh, maybe I'll dip my toes in the water. Um but yeah, so we was out. Go, that's head first into the lake. Yeah, yeah. Especially meeting Lucy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've got to give credit to Lucy because she's the one that came up with the name Flo Jo. Um, I was sat at the airport the next day waiting to go home and um, her and Lee uh, sat down with me and was I was like, oh, like I'm... I spoke to John last night and he sold, he basically sold uh, Flo to me saying, telling me all about the automation stuff. And she was like, oh, you should be Flo Joe then. And it's kind of just stuck um, ever since, really. So That's I actually think I... Should happen. You shouldn't get to pick them. They should yeah. be yeah. given to you. I think I might have missed you by a day then. Did you come out towards the end of that week? Yeah, like yeah, the, right, the right, right at the end, basically. So yeah. I was there and with Lucy and John and Brian and everything the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and went home the Wednesday night. So I've I'll probably missed you this conversation. Huh? I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I must have just missed you because um, I went I went with um, John and Daniel um, and Sarah to some massive windmill farm as well. We basically went all around Amsterdam. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Got to meet amazing yeah. people. Yeah, it was a good one. So, have you been to any other conferences? Uh, conferences since then? Uh, yes, I went to a three six five Saturday in Toronto, and then on to Montreal the next day um, this year. Early this year. And how did you find that? Obviously, it's not just D three six five. It's got a bit of everything now. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, it was. It was like my first actual time watching people do all the presentations and um, there was loads of people there presenting on Power Apps, Power BI Flow and uh, it was kind of just um, 
it was it was it was an amazing experience really i mean like i i wasn't i wasn't really big on the whole conference thing before but i can definitely see the benefit of them and people sharing their knowledge is a, a pretty amazing thing i think that's the key so, there i think within the conferences that i've been to certainly for like the dynamics type stuff and i mean the dynamics platform power bi everything there's that community part of it so it's not just about here is a really boring conference for work it's people giving up a lot of their own time to do it yeah definitely definitely and you can see the passion as well that's mm. that's the thing that really struck me is like no one's paying these people to do these conferences i mean they might be paying them to go there or whatever but um it's not an actual like a, a work event it's it's their passion and it's and that definitely comes through with their presentations i think did you find it a little bit weird to start with how passionate and like how, <laughs> how much be- of a group they are because i've never seen that i mean i've worked I've worked in different industries, different products, and it's like, I go and do do your own thing. But here it's like everyone is in, if one person's in the shit, everyone's in the shit. They're all grouped together. It's weird. Yeah, it, it was very strange. I mean, like, everyone knows everyone, and everyone's super supportive of everyone, and there's not really competition. It's kind of like... Um, trying to help the community and it's like everyone banding together and it was really weird um for me <laughs> as an experience uh for the first time but um it was really cool you, yeah. the, the weird thing that i find hilarious though is you could have like three people in a room who are bidding on the same customer job who will just blether and talk nonsense whereas if you're in a different industry they are like and i see you sitting over there i am going to mess you up yeah, it's, it's not like that at all. It's more like, yeah, what's going on? How are you doing? Oh, yeah, we're in there as well, and that's the end of it. It's just... it, it was really, it, yeah, it's really surreal because I went to the um, uh, the, the, the the conference, like kind of having a an open mind, really, and then and I had people talking, saying, "Oh, yeah, I was in that bid. Oh, did you win it? Oh, that's amazing." It was like, but like you're 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 in competition. Why are you not fighting each other? Yeah, <laughs> you won it. All right, how did you do this part? Because we were quite sure how to do this part. Oh, you've yeah. used that for it. Oh, that's really cool. We didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really strange. I mean, but there's obviously enough work for everyone, which is lovely. So, yeah. Well, I was speaking to Ian on the phone earlier. Like, I had one of the an MVP based down south send me a message yesterday saying, oh, uh, I've got something that I couldn't do who's up in your neck of the woods. I've just given them your details. And I'm like, okay, you've just passed on a lead to me. Fine, that's... I just, I, I don't expect it at all. It's still, I mean, I've been doing this stuff for years, but it still freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't really know what to say about it. It's like, yeah, exactly. Let's it, not it, question it too much. You start analysing that and something breaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... As part of the community, on Saturday, you went to your first hackathon. Yes, yes, the global hackathon as well, and I mm. led a team. Um, that was quite a, a shell-shock experience. Um, I, I was talking to, to Lee, um, who was obviously helping uh, set it all up, etc., and I was like, oh, I haven't got a team, so I don't really know what to do. I don't really know a lot of, a lot of people in person to like, invite to this event. Um, and he was like, "Oh, don't worry. Um, I'll, I'll I'll set you up. I'll I'll get people for you, etc." And he was like, "Right, you've got a team. You've got all these people." I had Samit, who'd just been made an MVP. Um, <laughs> had Lucy in it. Um, I had loads of people in there, and it was crazy. And then I thought, 
right now I, I don't really know what to expect and I've got to like manage these people and get something produced and um, it was I think the hardest thing with that hack there as well is being one of the organisers for the, the Scotland side of it as you know yourself being a team lead you didn't know what was happening until 24 hours beforehand you knew the yeah. rough topic but you didn't know the criteria you had no idea what it was meant to be there was no solution that you could have pre-built from it Sure. Yeah, you've got that whole different element of that as well, isn't it? Which was cool. It was really awesome to see what was built in four and a half hours. Yeah, and um, the the thing I think I well I, I would like to let everyone know that I struggled with and what you can like actually improve on is <laughs> um, you should set someone up to do the video straight away <laughs> because we got to the point where it was like right, we've got an hour left to do this video. Let's start getting it done. And then five minutes before the end, we had only done like two minutes of the video thinking, oh my God, we're not going to get it done in time. We should have dedicated more resources to this. What were we doing? Um, but yeah. So, so I actually spent about three hours. So I was one of the global judges and I spent about three hours today watching through the video. There are two videos that I would say are almost movie class production. Oh, really? really? Wow. Yeah. I bet I know who's one of them is. I don't want to say name for? just in case it's not. So the podcast, <laughs> the podcast won't be out before the winner's announced, so you can go for it. Oh, it's more I don't know how to pronounce Narayan Narayan Solanik. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Um, he is, <laughs> uh, or they are all about their video production, like, and we have a global hack team uh, community lead WhatsApp chat. And some of the videos he's produced, they've produced in there are amazing. And like, I was talking about how can I hook, this is by the way, not podcast, right? But I was talking about how I can hook like my GoPro up to the laptop to record or do this. And like, they're sending me these links to different things to get from Amazon and do this and do that. I think they are, I think actually in their sideline, they're a movie producer by this, by the looks of it. So that one, that one was awesome. And Michael Ox as well. Ox, Ox over in the States, he um, he done one which was brilliant. He actually had a space helmet on <laughs> and done the whole thing wearing a space helmet. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? So, yeah, no, it was quite good. So, you had a, was Lucy in your team, did you say there? Uh, yeah, Lucy was in my team, yeah. Yep. So, were you about then when, because from Scotland, we FaceTimed down to, to London at one point. Oh really? Oh no, I didn't know that. Um, I saw um, I saw a lot of people from America uh, FaceTime, well, FaceTiming everywhere, and um, yeah, I jumped on and, and I basically just tried to show my face to everyone. <laughs> um, I tried to talk to everyone, tried to find out who everyone was and what they were doing, etc. Um, and it's really like hard because you want to socialise so much at these events, um, but you've got only four hours to like really get something done. Um, so I kind of struggled with that, but um, the really the, the, making, sorry, uh, the thing that I really struggled with was like the ideas section because we decided our uh, we decided kind of on an, an idea area, but then we wanted to discuss it um, in a room basically. So we all sat down, and started talking about it, and then just kind of it was like one small idea that we can get done within four hours. It kind of turned into like, oh, and on the fifth phase in like five years, we can do something. And I was like, guys, look, just let's, let's bring it back. We've got like three hours now. We need to start working on this. Um, That's definitely the hardest part. I think the teams in Scotland had as well was everybody has their own idea. 
Yeah. And they want it to work. They want their idea to fit. And then you're looking at all the drones on the whiteboard or where they mind mapped out. And you're like, great. So where did you get to this stage? And what about this stage? And what about that stage? Yeah, we didn't get there. Yeah, I didn't think we wanted to, but fair play. You wanted to bring cognitive services in to do voice recognition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, it was yeah, it was really interesting. There was like, oh, we could like build an AI um, to analyze all of the data that we've sent through. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, may, may, maybe in like uh, another day if we carry on doing this, but not right now. <laughs> like, let's let's get like it basically built and have some basic functionality going before we uh, jump <laughs> jump down the AI route. <laughs> You so that was one of have a crazy amount of pizza after it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we had we had so much pizza; it was ridiculous. Uh, and then we went to this um, German bar afterwards, and the the pints there were the size of me. It was ridiculous. Oh, proper steins. Proper steins. Proper steins. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other part of the the other side of the community. Everyone's a drunk. No, they're not drunks, <laughs> but everyone, everyone likes a drink. Everyone likes a drink, yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Play hard and, and do it all together. <laughs> because like, I don't really drink a lot, so when I go to these events, I'm like, wow, I I, I cannot keep up. <laughs> Me and Mark had this conversation not two days ago about different stuff. We're like, it's great going to the events and stuff, and I like going to the social bits afterwards, but I can't do a week event in the pub every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of like need to need to take a just a, a relaxing spa day or something. <laughs> Detoxification <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, that could work actually. That so the the talk was about the MVP summit, and I'm like, I don't. Uh, it's my it's my birthday at the same time, so I'm like, mm, I don't want to be away from home for my birthday, and I don't want I don't drink at all, so I don't want to be sitting with people just drunk every night and stuff like that so i'm like mm. but then yeah if i could throw in a spa day or a or a hockey match or something yeah just halfway through. i mean yeah uh, i mean well not i mean like, there, there are people that don't drink so you could just make fun of all the people that get drunk so you know that's what i was just going to say it's fair to it's unfair to tar everybody with that brush some people are just mental they're not drunk <laughs> well yeah i mean everyone everyone uh <laughs> is in some kind of form of intoxication, <laughs> be it mental or drunk or whatever. I mean, let's be honest, anyone that's in NIT is pretty much on the spectrum at some yeah. place anyway. So. It's interesting you say that because we was uh, we had a head teacher um, in London like assessing all of the stuff that we were doing uh, for the um, TGI uh, event, the Global Hack. Um, and we was like, oh... We're thinking because, like, my 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 team's kind of thing was looking at um, emotional like levels of children, um, and we, and he was like saying, "Oh, like, um, there's dyslexia, which is kind of on the spectrum with this, that, and that." And I was like, "Oh, but pretty much everyone on the IT in IT is on the spectrum." And he just seemed so offended, and I was thinking, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that." Funny <laughs> <laughs> people on the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the- there definitely is, though, because everyone has that, especially, so how's the best way? So developers are okay. Developers can think, but it's people who are just coders who you yeah. put a spec in front of them and they just code. That's all they do. They just sit there and code constantly. They're they're definitely on. Well, uh, well that's what I come from, and that's what, that's what the, the reason I went into that 
is that I didn't have to interact with people. <laughs> I was thinking, if someone just gives me something and I can sit at my desk and I can sit in front of a computer and work and not interact with anyone, that is my dream job. I, I remember starting uh, work at a place, uh, a company called Derivco, which is like a big software development house. Um, and they sat me down and put a phone on my desk i unplugged it without telling them instantly i was like there's no way i want someone to call me <laughs> yesterday at work i we had a meet the team day where they brought everybody from all the offices to one location because oh, of wow. a, a big change over a staff and this is like program managers commercial people marketing people uh, account managers just everybody so I had to go to this, it was two hours. I lasted about 45 minutes before I went back up the stairs to my desk and one of the program managers was there and she just laughed and she went, it's funny, all the techies started appearing in the last three minutes. They all just had enough and you could see them just moving back up to the base. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate that. Like, I actually quite like the fact that we all lasted to the same point and went, oh, I just need to go and sit at my computer. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 just a chill time. Just need some me time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had too much socialising here with too many people that I don't really interact with on a day to day basis. Some people just find socialising um, exhausting. I mean, and I think that's a, a fair thing. Uh, there's all types of people. Some people like their energy comes from socialising, and some yeah. people just you know need some time on their own. The best is- comment I had yesterday was from one of the. My, one of my peers in the same team and stuff for me was he just said smile with your eyes and shake their hand <laughs> and I turned around at one point and seen him doing it and I, I totally buckled and fell off my seat I was like I can see what he's doing he's got this cheesy eye smiley face shake his hand like I don't care yeah. <laughs> okay I will shake your hand <laughs> like, it's so fake it's I just do like, not care about you <laughs> yeah, just something straight out of the whole IT group oh, that's amazing yeah so Obviously, you've been in Flow now five or six months. What actually attracted you to Flow in the first place? Had you used um, If This Then That before and thought, oh, here's the Microsoft version, or did, did you just by chance come across it? Um, well, it's, it's all from meeting John Levesque um, when he basically, like I was saying to him, like, look, I've, I'm an automation engineer and I'm thinking about, like, changing my career, etc. And he was like, oh, if you like automation, you're going to like Flow. Um, and I was like, what the hell is flow uh, <laughs> flow what flow microsoft flow i have no idea what you're talking about um and he was like oh like it, it it does all of this type of like automation stuff um and what i did was i was like okay right look i'm gonna give it a go <laughs> i was kind of just saying that to him so like kind of stop him talking at that point um i hope he doesn't mind me saying that <laughs> um but i was like right look, I'll, I'll give it a go when i get home etc so i got home and decided right i really like uh, like one of my fundamental things is i like teaching people because automation is kind of a unique kind of uh skill set so i really enjoy teaching manual testers to become automation testers and developers to become automation testers um and I found that like visualizing and video and uh, actually communicating what you're learning um, often helps people. So I decided to basically record um, jumping into Microsoft Flow with zero knowledge. I just uh, started recording my screen, put on a webcam, uh, signed into an account I just created and started going around the site, basically. Um, and from there, it's just kind of spiraled out of control. I've been doing loads of stuff with it and... 
uh, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, and I've, it's kind of my hobby now, really. <laughs> uh, it does become addictive, and it doesn't. Fe- I bet it doesn't even feel like it's anything to do with work. It's just no, no. Be- be- because you've got everyone in the community interacting with you about it, it's just like it becomes day to day. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the communication on Twitter between everyone is amazing. Like, you've got people uh, showing their uh, blog posts, sharing it everywhere. So if you want to learn something new, just click on a link on there and you've got access to some crazy things someone's doing with some of the Power Platform uh, software that you would have no idea like with um, what I decided to do is I tried to make Flow an application itself because I don't like my power apps knowledge is pretty limited at the moment and that's what like my next like six month plan is to learn power apps canvas apps and uh, model driven apps is because i i I think i want to ultimately become uh, a power platform developer basically um and create like an app be an app developer um so so what i did your path then is, is yeah I, th- the- I think so yeah i think like i really enjoy what i do and if i can do it for a job then why not um you've got to enjoy you've got to enjoy your job because you spend most of your life at work really so um but yeah so what what i uh what i did was i basically create created this little nhl application because i started getting really into um ice hockey last year oh. And what you could do is you basically load up Flow, pull in a, a team name, and it would go off to the NHL site, scrape uh, their information, bring it back, and then it would find the uh, team that they had previously play- played and then tell you their – basically send you a mobile notification of um, what the last score was. So I kind of tried to experiment by not using Power Apps to create an app just with Flow, basically. Um, and then I've seen people creating games on Power Apps, and it's, it's crazy what people are doing. It's amazing. Right. So let's go back to the ice hockey. So I've um, I've actually done that with Power BI where I've scraped. So I follow Glasgow Clan. I've got a season ticket for them up here. Awesome. And we, um, when I was trying to do some Power BI demos a few months ago, I was like, what data can I use? And I was shown the web scraper. So I basically scraped all the stats for all the players, how long they had played, how many penalty minutes, how many goals, how many assists, and was messing around with uh, with that. So so what we need to actually do is, John is up in Glasgow at the end of February at a conference that myself and Ian are running. Yep. And there's going to be some hockey on at the time. So I think we need to get you up to that. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd definitely come. There's about 10 flow sessions as well. It's not quite the same standard of hockey, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fast-paced sport that is... It is good, and there is some ex-NHL players on it. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. Don't get me wrong, yeah. low-league NHL players. Well, as long as there's some kind of like competitive nature, I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> there is. So I think your nearest team is going to be Guildford, I think, actually. Oh, really? Guildford, yeah. Huh? Guildford, yeah, they play in the professional league. There's a professional league which is on free sports. Uh, I'm going to have a look into this once we finish this. EIHL, are they, Guildford? Yeah, Guildford Flames are oh. in the EIHL, yeah. So there was also Milton Keynes Lightning, which is obviously a wee bit further, but they kind of went into the league below. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you've, you've got some fellow hockey fans on here. Did you actually go while you were in Canada? 
Uh, I really wanted to, but unfortunately we didn't get to go because we were just moving from um, Toronto to Montreal and then we was having to like, we only had like a two days there and we had to fly back. So it was kind of a hectic, but um, I'm definitely looking to go. But uh, <laughs> so I, I I kept talking to all the Canadians that I met. I was like, oh, I'm really thinking about uh supporting the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs because the, everyone there just seems yeah. to hate them. I mean, it's yeah. so funny to watch when you mention anything about the Leafs. So what I did was I, I went into one of the uh, like the sports stores and like basically put loads of Maple Leaf stuff on. And I was like, right, I'm going to buy it all and just send it to the WhatsApp group and uh, just winding them uh, all up. Yeah, really. it was amazing. This is like 10 years ago I went to a Canucks game. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, Probably nice. one of the best games I've ever been to. Just the buzz of it, the atmosphere. Obviously, it's not soccer or football, which is probably a good thing since we don't follow that so much. But it was pretty cool. It was awesome. I loved it. They are very oh, into ice hockey Canadians, aren't they? They are. I mean, I, I think I might volunteer to speak at one of the next events in Canada just to to pick up some hockey. I think I'm going to be quite lucky. I'm meant to be at a customer in Boston in November, and it looks like they've got two home games oh, at nice. that same time, so I will be trying to pick that up. Nice, very nice. So back to career path, we're looking to, to move into the Power Apps or the Power Platform. Yes. So nice. that's a... Is that going to be a a total change is that going to be consultancy wise then with a consultancy firm or uh yeah i think like i've been looking at like uh potentially an end user or or, or like a consultancy uh, uh firm really that will actually just give me exposure to stuff um so i think that's going to be my six months to 12 months stepping stone okay so as while you're doing that you'll be kind of learning power apps and exactly. canvas and ah, and you're going to do a series on that as well i am i'm going to be doing a jumping into power apps with no knowledge <laughs> uh thing just like i've done with flow and i'm going to just try and build crazy things that no one else has done yet that so i can basically learn because that's I, I have kind of like a chaotic learning um i learn by doing um so i try to do as much crazy stuff with the software as possible when I first start um, yeah. to kind of get an idea of my limitations. Um, and that's kind of the approach I'm going to take with Power Apps as well. I think that's a, a kind of approach that a lot of people are like. A lot of people are visual learners or doing. So get it and put, yes, put it in my hand. Put it in my hand. Let me feel it. Let me do it. Let me touch it. Let me break it. And yeah. that's how folk run. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. So is it just a YouTube series or do you blog on it as well? I, I've got a blog now, I've got my YouTube channel and I've got Twitter. <laughs> um, so my... I'm having not many, not many socials before and not using Twitter. You're certainly uh, out there on I, the I, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i even joined the Flow Facebook group. I mean, I don't hardly use Facebook either. Um, I, I wasn't very a social creature, <laughs> um, but now I'm all over social media everywhere, which is, yeah, it's just going kind of crazy. It's quite, it was quite stressful when I first did it because I was getting notifications all the time on my phone, whereas normally it was dead and I just used it as like a web browser. And then it was like, 
tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah, your phone number last yeah, week. <laughs> um, so I have to put it on do not disturb now of a night. So it just doesn't, when the Americans wake up, they don't like, like oh, something yeah. on Twitter and it wakes me up and etc. Which is yeah, it's not a bad thing though. It's shown obviously you're you're hitting the right yeah. areas for yourself and you're learning as you're doing it. Exactly. It's always improving you and and people are loving it. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm I really appreciate uh, everyone that's uh, that's basically like uh, following all my stuff and uh, learning with me. Really, it's, uh, it's been an awesome so experience. If people don't know what is your Twitter handle. Actually, I know what you've got, my, there, but I don't know if I actually said your Twitter handle <laughs> other than maybe your name. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is at flow underscore Joe underscore. Uh, I have to have the underscores because someone got the flow Joe before I did, oh. unfortunately. But obviously, I wasn't using it. I've only um, been back in two thousand seven. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy had it in like 2000, I don't know, 2015. So I'm, I'm not getting that. <laughs> um, and uh, my website is flowjoe.io, um, which was, is relatively new, but it's got all of my blog posts on there. And um, it's seen crazy numbers go on there recently, especially with that flow conference was insane. It was awesome. So do you think that flow conference has given you quite a big push in the whole community? Um, I think it's probably given me more exposure to people outside of uh, necessarily like the content creators um, because uh, the content creators are always like looking at what other people are doing, I guess. But with um, more like end users, it's given me uh, more exposure to those guys, I guess. Because there's one thing that certainly broadened the circles as well, isn't it? Because for everybody that you know, that we know, it's, it's all small concentric circles, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. And then they'll reach out and reach out, and you have 30,000 people. That's a massive circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. You only know the people that you know within the circles that you're in. You've just hit another 95% of of the other people who are using that. So, yeah, it's going to give yeah, you Yeah, there's good. like ninth and tenth level down if we want to talk about the whole LinkedIn style first, second, and third. There's people there that would never have maybe known you that are in some other circle that's going to come yeah, back exactly. anyway, so it's definitely the seven degrees of separation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was it was an awesome experience, and it was it was crazy because, like, um, as I said, in April, I had zero followers, and I left with, like, six from all of the guys just following me. Um, and then when I started creating content, I just got more and more followers, and I think as of uh, just before this uh, podcast, I hit 700 now, so... I've averaged like 140 a month or something like that, which is crazy. Some ascent. Yeah. That's that's not too bad. Obviously, just even getting asked by John to be part of that. Uh, yeah, I know. It was amazing. That's an awesome thing as well. That must have been quite uh, a kind of boost as well when he approached you on that. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, um, he's, he's a... He's a big supporter of anyone that's working with Flow. So if you if you've decided to like start a blog, videos, etc., um, and you reach out to him, he'll be more than willing to help you. And that's kind of like what I did. I was like, oh look, I'm thinking about doing uh, entering for the conference because I've done um, like a, a whole series really on creating custom connectors, and I kind of tried to do it from a citizen developer standpoint rather than the technical standpoint um and i've created all visualizations to explain it to people um and yeah the 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 team that decided um what was actually going to be in the conference picked me and it was a huge surprise and it was awesome experience yeah 
Yeah. So if anybody that's listening, that's John Levesque at John G. Levesque yeah. on Twitter. Um, so have you got any other conferences or speaking engagements coming up? Uh, I, I actually haven't, no. I mean, um, I, I want to attend some more conferences, I think, to uh, before, I, before I do my first live one, because <laughs> that's going to be the next big step. Dublin? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dublin in two weeks. Are you uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually not. No, unfortunately, I'm on a travel ban at the moment because we just recently got back from um, Washington and uh, then we went to Calgary and went round Banff. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I'm on a travel ban <laughs> because I've used all of my holidays up this year already. <laughs> Well, this year's not that long left on it, so it won't be too long to your travel oh, again my, anyway. My, my year's April to April. Oh, oh you did it. So, so it just means Scotland then. That's, yeah. You just have to go up to Scotland. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, if it's on a weekend, I can come to anything. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> going to say it's the weekend for, for Scotland. And yeah, definitely. Stuff, so. Definitely. So... Just before we finish out, we have a couple of questions for you that were submitted by the audience. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't like that laugh. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't know if Ian told. I don't know if I actually spoke with Ian. What these were? He told right. me the questions, and I have no idea the context or anything around. Right. Sorry. Which is why that laugh's funny because I'm just like I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> okay. So, so the first question was. What donut would you be if you could be any donut? Oh, God, I know who asked this question. Uh, so, me, I would be a peanut butter jelly donut. And why? why? Because I had a proper peanut butter jelly sandwich when I went to America, and it was the most amazing thing I'd ever eaten. Um, now, obviously, I've eaten better things than peanut butter jelly, but just the taste is so so good and i love peanut butter and i love jam um and then having it all in a, a nice like frosted like container it would it would definitely be uh, a peanut so butter jam. daily or jam um i would have raspberry raspberry jam i really so like bon my mom jam high school. it's really nice Mark, remember that yeah. peanut butter and jelly donut i gave you no you don't right fine screw that yeah there's a place in Glasgow that makes really nice <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're, you, you, you I oh mean, yeah, I, yeah, no, I do remember now. Yeah, George Square. Yeah, you could you could just uh, ship some down to me as well. Like I, I'd be more than willing to, for you to do. Yeah, that. I was going to say I don't know if a Jeffy bag, a vacuum pack, or something might do it. But yeah, see what happens. Vacuum seal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the other question came from Liza Benitez. Okay. Yeah, I, I met Li Eliza when I went, uh, went away recently. Okay. And she was asking how you would best fertilize a field. Oh, God. <laughs> Eliza, I, I would not use human feces to fertilize a field. Okay, Eliza? That's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, we had this huge discussion while we was on a hike in Washington. And it turns out this is why you're on a travel ban. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, Eliza's a vegan, and she thinks that we should um, actually go down the route of using human waste to fertilize fields. And I'm completely against this because I honestly don't want to 
experience that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that's. I, I would I would use I would use horse manure. Just yeah, whatever currently gets used in the current marketplace is I think the demands. I don't really I, think too much about it. <laughs> sure. No, that was. I didn't know the answer to either of those, so that's. Uh, I am going to have. To, I'm going to have to have a chat with her on why she thinks that's acceptable, though. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's not even like a vegan he- hating meat eater thing there, because she would be consuming the. Like yeah. human, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, and that hurts. Like it, <laughs> like I've tried to delete most of the conversation out of my memory. So I mean, I can't, I, I can't really recall a lot of the conversation because it was just terrible. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Thanks very much. See you later, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. So we we will wrap up there. So Joe, I'll just let you shout out all of your different social media and websites again, just so everyone can find you. Sure, my website is flowjoe.io and my Twitter account is at flow underscore joe underscore. That's Joe with an E. Um, yeah, con- contact me, get in con- uh, touch, and we can talk about flow or whatever. It'd be awesome. Excellent, Thank much, Joe. Thanks very much. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.